When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We're off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where we're joined by Jane Pickett. Uh, good, Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're very welcome. And let's get straight into uh, questions. Annie has noticed that her cat has started scratching this morning. She's wondering, she does. She can't remember when she last did the flea dot on the back of the neck. How often should she be doing that? Okay, so it really varies from product to product. But as a general rule, most little spot on, so the dropper on the back of the neck, most of them are due monthly, okay? Now, there are other products available that are in, let's say, tablet form from your vet, and some of those are monthly, and some of them are three-monthly. It's probably best to have a chat with your vet if you, if that's where you got the product, or have a little look inside the packet if you still have what you would have used last time. Usually, the instructions are there, but if not, I think your vet is your protocol. If it's not a product that they hold themselves in, 
in stock, they'll certainly be able to guide you in the right direction. It does sound like this little cat, the first protocol would be applying a spot on because I suppose the common things are common and things like fleas, lice and mites are really common causes of itching in our little cat patients. But if that doesn't sort it, I wouldn't hesitate to visit your vet because there can be other things that will cause itching, for example, kind of yeast overgrowth or bacterial infections. So it is important that if the the flea treatment doesn't work to, to pop along to your vet for further attention. Okay, somebody wants to know, can you can your dog get an allergy to the spot on? She noticed that she changed spot on the last time and that a red mark appeared where the spot on went on the back of the dog's neck. Okay, so that sounds like it could be what's called a contact reaction. Sometimes it's very much like you and me. Um, sometimes we can have sensitive skin um, and a product that would be fine for you, let's say a hand cream, for example, might, you know, really upset my skin. And we do see variation like that between cat to cat and between dog to dog. Now, what I will say is that if your dog or cat does have a reaction like this, where there's, let's say, a red area where the spot on would have gone on, I'd let your vet know so that, you know, you can keep a little eye on it, certainly, and make sure it was the spot on and not something else that was causing irritation. But it may just be a case of trying to find something that might agree with them a little bit better. So changing up the product, making your vet aware of the issue so that they can guide you towards something else that would be just as just as effective but maybe might have slightly different ingredients yeah because every, every product will, every product will have different ingredients in it exactly yeah, exactly yeah. so there's plenty of options okay um annie in turner's cross her dog who is a jack russell has what she describes as a very loud bark now nothing seems to be stuck in his throat but any ideas what that could be and i'm assuming it's something that's just has just started Okay, that's a little bit of an interesting one. Um, so changes in bark or vocalisation are something that sometimes we can associate with sore throats or changes in um, the back of the throat in the voice box. So if it's a sudden change that you've noticed in your pet and it sounds a little bit odd, that will be a flag to go to your vet so that they can check them out. Sometimes it could be as simple as your your dog or cat having a a cold or a flu or maybe even an irritation at the back of the throat or sometimes it can be changes in the way that the the voice box open and closes with breath so that can change how things sound so it is definitely worth getting checked out if it's a change for your pet but if it is that your your dog has always kind of had this very loud bark it seems otherwise well in itself it may just have a very good set of lungs and be a little <laughs> bit noisy and, and like to like to sing so it, there's, there's two possibilities there Okay uh, Hi this is from Joe could you please ask Jane my boxer dog has just had eight puppies all healthy thank God just w- wondering is there anything that I can give to the mum now to help her feed that amount of puppies is that God, that's from Joe. Is that a big litter, eight for a boxer dog? It's, it's, yeah, it's a reasonably big size litter for a large breed dog. Now, it's not unheard of. It does happen. Um, but generally, they tend to be a tad smaller, um, I would find. Now, what I will say is it's really important to make sure that the mum is on a, a you know, a quite a high calorie diet. So if she's not already, it will be best to put her on a whelping mother diet. Now, if you're if she's not on it already, again, I think your vet, your local vet and vet nurse would be the best person to guide you to something that would be the right balance of vitamins, minerals and nutrients, but high enough calorie that she'll be able to produce enough milk to feed all eight. Now, one thing I would say is if she has a large litter, it's important to keep a close eye on her and close eye on the pups. If you notice that, let's say, one or two or three of the, the smallest ones are maybe not quite, you know, fighting their way to 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 the to the nipples for food, 
then it may be the case they may not kind of keep up with their siblings as regards growth and sometimes they can you know go downhill quite quickly so particularly when there's a big litter it's really important to keep a very close eye on the puppies to make sure they're all wiggling and active and feeding well and none are beginning to struggle or lag behind because they might be the ones that might need supplementary feeding and again that's something to discuss with your vet if you if you have concerns so i think just high calorie food but be careful that it is balanced for a, a whelping mum I wouldn't go feeding her table scraps or anything like that because the last thing you want at this stage is for her to have an upset tummy because that would reduce her milk production. So have a chat to your vet. And when you're talking about the eight pups, is there always a runt in a litter? You know, the way you'll hear people say, oh, that he was the runt of the litter or she was the runt of the litter. Is there always one that's a little bit smaller? I think there's usually a, a tiny bit of size variation, but it would be it wouldn't be normal, let's say, to have an obvious runt or, you know, let's say one that was much, much smaller than the rest. Um, it can happen. And I suppose that's where the saying comes from. But generally, if the, all puppies are kept a really close eye on and any ones that are struggling are kind of fed with a bottle, let's say. Mm. And again, that's something that kind of isn't to be taken lightly and is to be discussed with the vet. Um, generally, they'll all develop at pretty much the same rate. Okay. So, no, not always. They, yeah, they should, they should all do okay. Tommy's in band yeah. and his cat has started shedding fur on her back. Uh, parts of it now, you can actually see the skin and it's bleeding. So I'm assuming the scratching going on. Any advice on what is happening and why? why what's going on here? Uh, this sounds like it could be a very, very itchy cat that might be itching quite secretively. Um, I think the first thing I would do would be to visit your vet. Now, there are simpler things like our first caller. I think the most likely thing here is parasites, so fleas, mites and lice. But if your cat has got to the point where it's, let's say, drawing blood, probably from itching and scratching itself, then your cat probably needs a little bit of help as regards reducing down that itch so that they can be comfortable while the problem is sorted. Now, it may not be parasites, but I think really rather than wait and see after applying a spot on and see if it works I think your your cat could be kind of in agony and really really itchy for days until you figure out if it's worked or not so I, I think I'd skip that step and, and visit your vet for some attention first. Because the, the fact that Tommy's identified bleeding it means even uh, yeah. he mightn't be seeing it the cat is scratching cats can lose yeah. fur through stress but they're not necessarily scratching it the fur, fur just falls out isn't that the case? Yeah generally with stress it's kind of stress over grooming so the big places where we see cats losing fur when they're stressed out is actually the easy to reach bits so kind of on their belly and in between their back legs is usually the bit they can each reach easiest and it doesn't kind of just fall out it tends to be kind of over groomed so they lick and lick and Ah. lick at it and it kind of abrades it away so sometimes we even see um let's say broken hairs where they've chewed at it and it's kind of the equivalent of us biting our nails but it is a sign of a sign of stress that definitely needs to be to be flagged and dealt with yeah um, but this 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 cat in particular sounds itchy rather than stressed I suspect okay and Liam is in Mitchellstown he's got a Jack Russell skin on his leg look it looks like it's got a cut he doesn't know how it happened he's an indoor dog it's either a cut or some kind of allergy on the skin um would you have any idea of what's going on there mm, okay so if he ha- if he hasn't let's say witnessed any kind of thing happening where he might have had a kind of a traumatic injury or anything like that causing a cut I'd suspect it may either be self-trauma so licking and chewing at the area again similar to this cat sometimes dogs can do it quite secretively if they're itchy or it might be pain so it's very common that we see particularly on front legs in dogs if they're uncomfortable they'll lick at the area and sometimes that can make the area very raw and appear almost cut like so I think if this is something new for your pet and it sounds like it is 
this is, I would say, something that needs to be flagged with your vet. Um, I would think it could be primary skin disease. So it could be a primary itch or it could be a sign of underlying pain. Or, you know, your dog might have ran out to the garden and caught its leg on something simple and caused a bit of a cut that's partially healed. So, you know, the common things are common. It could be that too. But either way, if it's lingering on, I think it needs to be dealt with. Okay, Barbara has a two-year-old Labrador cross who has an obsession with chewing shoes. It always happens when there's nobody in the house. And Barbara says no matter what we do to try to hide the shoes, he'll always manage to find shoes. She says she was out shopping this morning. She's come back and another pair of shoes chewed. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm OK. So I think obviously our caller is well aware that chewing shoes is not not the best thing to do because it sounds like they've really tried to hide them. I suppose, yeah, you know, carry on with trying to make the shoes secure because obviously if fragments of them break off or plastic or bits of fabric, they can get stuck and cause a very severe blockage in the guts that would require a, an operation that, you know, is sometimes successful to help them through, but it can be very, very serious. Um, what I would say is it sounds like this dog may be kind of bored and destructive when you're out or it may even have a degree of separation anxiety if the behaviour only happens when you're out of the house. What I would say is you need to try and wean them off the shoes and onto something else to chew to relieve that stress. So um, kind of a slightly more robust toy. You can get lots of um, fabric based toys for dogs that are kind of indestructible, but designed to be such that they won't rip apart and the dog can't swallow fragments. So my first protocol would be acknowledge that it might be boredom and stress, but first trying to wean your dog onto a, a safer thing to chew and then maybe deal with the reasons for, well, you know, is there a reason my dog might be bored or stressed while I'm away? Or is it that he's worried when I'm away because there's no background sound or I think it needs you need to dig a little bit deeper into the reasons why it might be happening. Yeah, and the fact that it's too, it's still a young dog, but it should be gone past. And, you know, a lot of pups will yeah. do that, will chew anything that, that, they, that comes in sight. But it's it, a two, should, he, should, he, should he be passing it? Getting past you should it. be past it. So they do go through an almost kind of teething stage, very much like babies. And, you know, a dog's mouth is the equivalent of their hands. That's how they learn about the world. So certainly when they are younger, kind of, let's say, four to eight months, maybe up to a year, they will kind of go around and pick things up. And that's them learning about the world. But kind of tearing and chewing at things in a destructive way, it's a really unsafe behaviour for them to have. But generally, there's something underlying causing it, whether it be stress or boredom. So I think... You know, just make sure they're safe first and foremost and not going to swallow anything they shouldn't. But then maybe have a chat with your vet or even look at behaviourist and just see, well, you know, what things can I do to reduce my dog's stress whilst I'm away? OK, and Susan's cat had a litter of kittens. They're about eight weeks old. She's managed to find homes for all of them. Well done, uh, Susan. Brilliant. Uh, is now the time to get the mum neutered? Eight weeks of age for the kittens? Uh, eight weeks of age. So generally the kittens would need to have been let's say not suckling from the mum for about you know three to four weeks at least so we need all of that mammary tissue the milk gland tissue to settle down so the the operation is as comfortable and as safe as possible for the mum it does vary a little bit in how quickly that settles down so it may be worth having a chat to your vet let them know the situation because we want to get her spayed before she can have another litter um, so you need to kind of get in there fairly quick but it may be that your vet might want to see them in just for a brief check just to check the mammary tissue the milk glands and make sure everything's settled down before the operation but very soon it will be it will be time to get her done because cats cats are very good at reproducing again absolutely. very quickly and after yeah. having kittens and you're absolutely doing the right thing Jane thank you for that have a lovely week <laughs> and we'll chat next Thursday you too. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for joining us, uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.